What is up, Ball Squad Nation? We are back with episode 28. I'm here with Dalen. How you guys doing? And we got Noah on the other side of the call as well. How's it going? And like I said, we're here with episode 28, so it's a normal rundown today. We got another Ball Squad Player of the Week. We're going to talk about some news that went on in the NBA this week. And finally, uh, we're going to talk about some teams as well, just as we normally do. And then we have a little fun trivia at the end. So mm, let's not waste not any be, time. It might not be very fun for you guys. Might not be fun for, for Dalen and I, but it'll probably be fun for none. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's just get right into it with our Ball Squad Player of the Week. Dalen, who do we have this week? For our Ball Squad Player of the Week this Embiid. week, we have Donovan, oh. Donovan Mitchell. All right. All right. Uh, no Embiid is our honorable mention. Embiid has been playing well. But we decided ultimately to go with uh, Donovan Mitchell, who has a very hot hand as of late. He is averaging 32 points per game, 5 assists, and 2.5 and rebounds on 54% field goal shooting, and then 45.5% three-point shooting. And uh, in the last week, the Jazz are 4-0 and have been winning a pretty commanding game so far. Yeah, they, they've been winning by like 20-plus. Oh, well, they had a game that was like 20-plus just the other night. Um, yeah, I will say I was the only person not super uh, down to give it to Donovan Mitchell because like you give Utah fans an inch and they take a mile, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, hey, hey, I can't blame him. The ball squad player of the week is pretty important. All right? yeah. yeah, So you know when we're when we're giving we're him that, blow it up. I can't blame them for for really getting excited about. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say you know. Donovan Mitchell, I think he's a good player, uh, and yeah, he he had a really good week. I think he's definitely well. We we talked about this in our group chat. Like, he's for sure underrated. I think in the league in general, and definitely on this podcast. So, we're giving him his props. Yeah, he, he had a really bad start this year too. Mm-hmm. Like he was not I think, playing well. I think the Jazz. The I think the Jazz as a, as a whole had a pretty poor start, and they just were somehow winning. If you th- well, like then they had that dry spell, and that's why they're like the four seed right now. But like, I would say Jordan Clarkson had a really slow start. He's just now finally like kind of picking it up. Um, Donovan Mitchell also had a really slow start. Like their most consistent player has been like Bogdanovich. Really, Joe Ingles had a really slow yeah. start too. I think Rudy Gobert's yeah, been playing yeah. pretty well all year, but um, but yeah, like uh, Mitchell and. Clarkson are finally ramping it up, and that's why you see these like twenty point wins. Yeah, they're definitely finding their groove. Yeah. All right, you got anything more about Mitchell? Uh, that's it. I, I wanted to add this one stat. I he's uh, has an eleven point eight plus minus, which I thought was very good, and I just felt like it was worth of uh, taking note of. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I will say that that oh, stat over sick. a four game stretch is pretty good. Yeah. I don't really like plus minus too much on it, like. With a small sample size, but I think over four games, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a pretty clear pattern. There, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's head into our next segment. We're going to talk about some news that happened this week. And just today, as a matter of fact, we wanted to talk about Damian Lillard. And there was a report that just came out today saying that he, well, let, let me let me start over. At the beginning of the week, there was a report saying that Dame was frustrated and with the thing, with the way things are going in Portland right now. And he wanted out. 
But apparently, Dame came out and said this is not true. He usually does. Usually, these rumors come out, and, and Dame then, comes out, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, this is not true." Like, <laughs> that, yeah, which is I respect that. I respect that. Happens that. all the time. I feel like it Dame. happens like once a month. Uh-huh. Honestly, <laughs> especially with Dame. But yeah, he, he said yeah. he's staying put. Don't believe the rumors. Like, if something changes, he'll say it. Yeah. So yeah, basically, that today a report came out said Dame doesn't want to leave, and Portland has no interest in trading him and it's clear that the Sixers did inquire about him at the very least because mm-hmm. there was a story that linked the Sixers to Dame just today but the Blazers just told him hey no we're keeping Dame and really I think the only way Dame ever leaves is if he gives the blessing to Portland's front office to say trade me mm-hmm. because they're not going to trade him on their own I don't think it, it's just no, they won't. it'd just be weird because they can't, they can't, they can't really do him dirty like that, you know? Well, I mean? and like, how often do you see a superstar like that just get traded without, yeah, with, without his blessing? Yeah, without yeah, his yeah, blessing. yeah, with, yeah. Like, it never happens, never. Um, I will say though, I think it, the Sixers, the Sixers should be asking about CJ McCollum, I think. I do too. Because, yeah, I agree with that. Because CJ would be really good pairing with Embiid. Like, most people just see him as, like, a really good number two, which he is, don't get me wrong. But, like, he could be your ball handler in late in games. He's a good playmaker as well. Like, he's kind of underrated as a playmaker, not going to lie. He'll, he'll give, you know, I'm yeah. not going to say he's got average he 10 assists or anything like that. But if he go, he's on the Sixers, he could average, you know. Six assists a game. He's good enough to play me. Exactly. Yeah, like 100%. Especially with Embiid. Yeah. And then, like, it'll give the the 76ers, like, a good shooter late in the game that could, you know, finish out a game, ball handler. Right? Because, like, you you never wanted the ball in Simmons' hands late in the game because, yeah, he could play make, but if he gets fouled, you know, he's not going to hit down his... He's not really a threat to score. Exactly. Yeah, late yeah, in the yeah. game. It's just, you know... Yeah, exactly. So, so I think... Honestly, they should be asking about CJ for for Simmons. At and CJ McCollum's like a proven playoff guy. Like he, is. Is. he definitely is. It's true. And the other thing I was going to... I feel like we've brought up brought this up on a podcast before. He reminds me a lot of Chris Middleton. But I would say a little more consistent. But that's kind mm-hmm. of a perfect pairing with Embiid then. Because, I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of what they're doing in Milwaukee with, with Middleton and Giannis. It's kind of a mini... The you only know, the CJ only thing and, and that's different about that is well not really that different because I mean I guess Middleton's not super young but CJ's not young like he's old. Yeah, he's thirty. Yeah. So, so you know he's not too. But old. he doesn't have. He's younger than Dame though. Yeah, that's true. But I mean they're yeah. on different levels. Yeah, yeah. I but like, that. but like CJ, so, CJ has like a good number two. Doesn't have many, many, many more years. You know, like I'd say. Yeah, like, that's like fair. maybe another three years of really good, you know, basketball out of him. Yeah, and that's and that's the other thing is Blazers aren't really in a. I don't feel like they're in a win now situation. I I think they are in a win now situation really? because they want to maximize Dame's window. Yeah, because right? it's prime. Yeah. The, the, with but their team right now, the way the season's going, I don't, I don't think the team right now is no, good, it's is not. But they, but they're not gonna trade for picks or anything. Mm-hmm. The, you know what I mean? Like they, they unless they're trading game off. Well, and that's the but, thing is like you know they they also yeah they're not going to trade for picks because they can't go full rebu- rebuild because they're not going to trade no. Dame and they're not going to keep Dame on a rebuilding team. 
that that wouldn't make sense. You know, like you're just wasting yeah, you're wasting cool. all that talent on a rebuilding team. And 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 the other issue is if they do want to rebuild with Dame randomly, Dame is going to get them. You know, uh, uh, not like you know they're not going to be like OKC tanking team, right? They're going to be you know yeah. fighting for a playing mm-hmm. spot. Maybe still even make the playoffs just because it's Damian Lillard, and then you know that's not going to help the rebuild. So, yeah. you know, let's. How about this? Let's let's table the Blazers talk for now because we're going to talk about them later. Oh frick! And, I actually uh, forgot we'll about that. <laughs> hey, you're good. Yeah, you're we, good. No, I, yeah. I still got more to say about yeah, the Blazers. So we, we got content. Yeah, still. yeah. Okay. My bad. But we're all good. We our next topic actually was Ben Simmons, which you already kind of touched on that. Yeah about how Ben Simmons, the offers are ramping up. And the big reason for that is because next week on the 15th, December 15th, there's a lot of players that get eligible for trades. Mm -hmm. So right now, only 65% of players in the league are eligible to be traded. Next week on on Wednesday, that number bumps up to 84%. So now teams are a little more interested in, you know, seeing what they can get. And obviously Philly... You know, Philly, it's in their best interest to wait for that date because yeah. they want to get, you know, the best more the most options possible. So the momentum has definitely increased. The report is that Philly really wants to get a top twenty five player. It's not gonna be Dame from what we know already. I mean, we just talked about that. I don't know, maybe maybe it's gonna be CJ, CJ McCollum. Like it could be. I don't know if I would consider him top 25, but I don't have like a, a top 25 list in the back of my mind or anything. So, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to imagine another top 25 player that's not already on a good team that, you know, would get a team would be willing to part with for Ben Simmons. I agree. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. The Luca was interested in playing with Ben Simmons. There was a report about that coming out. But do you. So but who do you? Maybe that could be no, 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 because they don't have trade pieces. Yeah, Dallas kind of doesn't yeah, have don't picks have the... or anything because you know the the Porzingis trade. Do you, but, so and, what? And do, you, do, you thinking... give up, do you give up Porzingis for Simmons? Probably not, because I don't think Simmons makes you that much better than Porzingis would. It's like a and lateral then, move, yeah, and then yeah. and then Porzingis and then, would not make the 76ers any better in any way. Yeah, the th- Dude, Porzingis yeah. would not. So th- that that the- that would not be a good trade. I don't see that ever happening. It would either have to be a three-way Porzingis trade, right? So like Porzingis doesn't go to Philly; he goes somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because obviously, like, I mean, Philly doesn't want Porzingis. Like like uh, the Blazers. Yeah, dude, that's actually what I was talking about the other yeah. day. I was saying, what if there was a three-way trade between the Blazers, Sixers, and Dallas, right? And maybe instead of sending Dame to Philly, they send McCollum to Philly. Philly sends Simmons to Dallas, and then Dallas sends Porzingis to Portland. And then Philly, as like a gesture of goodwill, they'll send some picks to Portland as well. Because I feel like if you're Portland, you're losing the most in this trade. Yeah. So they, like, both, I think both teams need to come, like, Philly and Dallas need to send stuff back to Portland to to make them agree. But that could be a super, it'll never happen, let's be honest, but that could be awesome. Yeah, I agree. I think the only way it happens if Luka's like, okay, I want Simmons. And obviously, if you're Dallas, you know, you're going to have to get him. It's not like you can't. You're going to say no to Luka, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... That it could be interesting. That's like a fun scenario to think about, but 
you know, three-way trades are, are very rare. However, however, part of the report that, that came out was that Philly is interested in potentially doing a three-way trade if it gets them a good player back. Yeah, I think so, Philly's open to really because they have no real intentions with Ben Simmons other yeah, than trading him. So they don't really have anything. that much leverage. Yeah, yeah, they don't have. They're not. Too but that's the thing is, they also the don't care the about waiting. You know, because they've been waiting. Yeah, for so I mean, long they've already. kind of shown that they've been waiting, like, and and been a little stubborn about it. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's because I mean, they, there's got to be a break. The thing, yeah, the thing is, is they want another superstar or like at least all star caliber, and they're just not going to get it. I think. The best player they're gonna get for for Simmons straight up would be like a McCollum level player, where like yeah. borderline all star type player. But I don't know, we'll see. Um, but I I think we should uh, move on. Yeah, table that and and move on to the next. Piece okay, of yeah. news. so you know, keep your eye on on Portland and and Philly. Gonna be some mm-hmm. interesting stuff heading into the deadline. Our next piece of news is that there's a new rule in Canada that ba- basically how the rule affects the NBA is that any team that goes to play at Toronto, all their players must be vaccinated or, well, no, not all their players must be vaccinated, but if you're not vaccinated, then you can't travel and play there. Yeah. So, so think of it a little more as travel restrictions more than anything else, I would say, because it's, I mean, think Bradley Beal. He can't go to he can't if they're playing Toronto they he can't play like mm-hmm. at Toronto. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other players. Obviously, you know, obviously Kyrie, but I don't need to mention Kyrie. Yeah, he's not <laughs> anyway. I don't think I think it was kind of a big piece of news, but I really don't think it's gonna be that big a deal because, like, yeah, okay, no unvaccinated players can go to Canada. But most teams are fully vaccinated, and most teams, almost every team has all their superstars vaccinated, or at least all-stars yeah. vaccinated. So, like, sure, the Wizards go and play Toronto without Bradley Beal, you know, however many times they play them this year in Toronto. Yeah. I, it's it's not going to be that big a difference. Like, yeah. So I, I mean, what would be curious, though, would be playoffs. But then, even then, Good it would. E- even then, it's like, it would. I could only see it really being a problem if they match up with like the Wizards in the playoffs, which, considering the seeding, probably won't happen, unless. Yeah. I mean, and also Toronto doesn't even look like they will make the playoffs, so I I, I don't really see it being a huge issue, um, mm-hmm. but we'll see, I guess. Imagine okay, imagine just for fun, right? <laughs> Kyrie wants back it. He's a, he's back, right? And but he can only play away games. But they match up with Toronto in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude's just not. He can't play. Yeah, dude, that'd be funny. <laughs> but all right, that's just for fun. That's probably that's probably not how it would go down. Nah. Anyway, let's move on to our next uh, little piece of news, and it has to do with weight. And this uh, has some, this has a lot of two. weight to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're talking. We're gonna That's talk about so Zion's weight and Luca's weight, and I feel like Zion's weight has kind of been beaten to death. But I mean, yeah, it's kind okay. of insane, though. There were reports that came out at the beginning of the season that he was three hundred and thirty pounds. That's kind of ridiculous. It's like prime bro. Shaq weight. I don't know. Thick boy. Well, yeah. okay, I did some research into this. Right, prime the the heaviest Shaq weight was his last year on the Lakers, so like two thousand four. He was three forty. 
And keep in mind, Shaq is like seven inches taller than Zion is. So it kind of shows that, bro, Shaq was considered overweight and he was taller. Mm-hmm. So, so the fact taller. that Zion, yeah, 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 seven inches is like pretty significant. Like wing, yeah. So, you know, the fact that Zion is seven inches shorter and is only 10 pounds less, kind, kind of insane. But to put it in perspective, Zion is like six six. He's six six. Yeah, right? six, six, six six. Yeah, I'm like six 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 seven, and I'm two hundred. So he's a hundred and thirty pounds, which is crazy, my height, bro. That's more than <laughs> he's, me. He's a seventh. That's crazy. He's a seventh grader more than you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Literally. but I will say, I will say, there were some photos that came out of Zion, and he looks like way more slimmed down. So I think that three thirty number was true. It was reported by Zach Lowe, who's pretty he's pretty credible. And but I think that was at the beginning of the season. He was three thirty, which makes a little more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But it is funny seeing those pictures like of him at in the, games in and that like, jo- that, that red tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's what I will yeah. say though. I'm not super surprised because he, he has a foot injury right now. And if he's mm-hmm. like, you know, coddling his foot injury, like, you know, babying it a little bit. Not saying he's a baby, but you know, like just like not no, I know what you mean. It, right? Yeah. Like, he's probably not doing a whole lot of physical exercise, not, you know, trying to really strain it or anything. So it's like, dude, of course he's going to gain weight. I mean, and, he, and yeah. he's in, like, what are these, like, Dorito commercials or something like that? Like, <laughs> bro, come on. Yeah. So, like, Bone, he's eating some of that Louisiana food. So, so, the Louisiana food, I wouldn't put I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super <laughs> surprised by it. But uh, I'm I'm also not expecting him to stay in that shape. I think like as no, he gets closer no. to, you know, coming back, or like his foot healing, you know, he's gonna easily shed a lot of those pounds just by yeah. exercising again. And people are kind of, I don't know why people were forgetting. I think honestly, I think people are forgetting because last year, ESPN and all the big media decided to stop hyping up Zion so much. But he had a really good year last year, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he definitely lived up to the hype last yeah, year. Yeah, he's an all-star. So I, yeah, and I feel like... Was he actually an all-star last he year? He was an all-star, yeah. It, wow, I completely forgot yeah. about that. No, because... Uh, what was it? Good. He was a first-time all-star with someone else. Um, Jaw? Was it Jaw? No, no. Jaw hasn't been an all-star yeah, yet. Jaw. But he will be this year for sure. Really? Yeah. No, no. There, there was another first-time all-star last year. and I, I forgot who it was. But, yeah. Uh, anyways... Long story short, okay. he's a little overweight. I this is a little side topic, but I gotta ask you guys this, right? Okay, I was I was talking with a friend the other day. If you were the Pelicans, like going back to that draft, are you taking Zion or are you taking Jaw? Like knowing what we know now, because it's tough for me. It's tough yeah, now. Like tough I, one. like I think in hot like no hindsight, I think Zion was still the right pick. Like you have to pick him, but now looking back at it, like with hindsight. I'm taking. No, it just seems like Jaws the better pick. Not like I. Not, I feel like he's. Yeah, not not because he's like a he has more player. longevity. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly, exactly. So I, we were kind of cut each other off, but I think it's because Jaw has played almost. You know, he hasn't had any serious injuries that's kept him off the court since he got drafted, and mm-hmm. right now he's looking like an all star. In a couple years, he's gonna be an MVP conversation. It's not to say Zion can't be, but just you know, longevity, health wise, I think Jaw is probably a little bit safer of a pick. Yeah. And yeah. then look at the pieces around 
like like the Grizzlies last year were a much better team than the Pelicans last year. The Grizzlies this year, even with Zion, I think are a better team than the Pelicans. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and and I would argue like the Pelicans maybe even have like more pieces. They 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 don't like gel very well, but like. Look at the pieces the Grizzlies have. I think Jaw is just, you know, a good leader and, and doing a lot more with a little bit less. Well, because when That's you have true. a guy who can handle the ball like Jaw, it's different. It's yeah. Just, like, Zion, Zion's actually not a bad ball handler, but, you know, it's not like you would, like, trust him like you do Jaw. You know what I mean? Jaw's kind of more of a in-game leader. Yeah, for sure. Um, not to say Zion isn't, but I feel like with big men, it's really hard to get that going. You know what I mean? And unless like you're the Giannis. only two, unless unless you're Giannis, Jokic. But here's the thing about Giannis, though he's you know he's really good at it because he is a good ball handler, right? Yeah, he can stretch the floor like oh, exactly, oh, oh, and, saying, and he can drive. You're saying because because Zion isn't a good ball handler, so you're yeah, so like someone who's a good ball handler or not a good ball. There's handler. exceptions like Jokic is a, an exception, even though yeah. like his handles aren't amazing or whatever. It's his passing that really elevates him. Yeah. But, like, with Zion, it's kind of like AD, right? You need someone to get him the ball first. Mm-hmm. So, so having, like, going back to the Jaw versus Zion, Jaw already, you know, he's already going to have the ball in his hands. You know, he's your god. But Zion, you, you would need to get it to him. So, yeah. like, that that's definitely a consideration for me. Yeah. You know, just, just having that option and stuff. Um, anyway. I think, I think we need to move on to our next... Yeah, let's let's move on. So we wanted to talk about. Yeah, we're running short on time. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. So next, we're gonna talk about the report that came out this week about the Pacers. Apparently, they're ready to blow it up. So what they're gonna do is they're willing to trade Karis Levert and one of Miles Turner <coughs> or Sabonis. So definitely pretty big move for them. I think it makes sense. Because they've been pretty... I mean, they've been above average for a lot of years now, but I don't not know. I think ever. they realize... I think, they, hey, I think they've been... Look at them this year. They're not above average. <laughs> not this year, but but in years past, they've been a yeah, playoff. Yeah, like been, I, that's, like, I, I consider good. that above I feel, average. I feel yeah. like they've been a pretty solid team, but I feel like that's their ceiling. It's just a solid team. And you don't want to just be a solid team forever. You yeah. Know, like, I feel like they, they feel like they've hit the ro- a roadblock of everything that they've been able to do so it's about time that they just kind of they're stuck in up and mediocrity restart, you know? i was looking at uh i was listening to a pacers podcast and uh-huh. um yeah they were talking about like you know uh, you're you'd be surprised because it's so early in the season that they're blowing things up like they are but if you look at like you know they just had a really bad four loss streak like it was really ugly the players aren't gelling well they haven't you know had uh very much success in recent years so it's like it it, it makes sense to you know rebuild it's built up. Yeah. but but what they were saying is like it's not knowing the pacers they're not gonna rebuild they're gonna they're gonna what did he call it like Retool. Retool. Yeah, that's actually the exact yeah. word that he used. Retool. Yeah, cause, <laughs> and, yeah I mean, it makes sense. Because the Pacers aren't... They don't tank. Like, they're one yeah. of those franchises that just don't, you know? Mm-hmm. They already have... Like, oh, oh, that was the other thing. They already have the lowest attendance in all of the NBA. Only Really? Yeah, that's they, surprising. They have, like, 13,000 
fans or something like or wait maybe it wasn't 13,000 I can't remember the exact numbers but uh-huh. it was just very very few lowest uh yeah low it's just boring that was the other thing I thought it was the Rockets no 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 because here's the thing is they're a boring team and they're mediocre yeah the Rockets at least suck but they're like they could be exciting you know like Jalen yeah, Green goes yeah. off Christian Wood goes off like the there's no one exciting on the Pacers and they're yeah. just like okay they're not good you know? Yeah. The, the only reason I said Rockets was just because I watched the Rockets versus the Brooklyn game. And I'm like, damn, there are nobody in the seats right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, but. Wait, where was it? At Houston? It was in Houston. Okay, and okay. I'm just like, dude, those seats are just empty. The, those seats are the Brooklyn fans that wanted to see KD. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but what, what I was going to say too is I, I wanted to ask you guys. So they're obviously going to get rid of Levert and then Turner or Sabonis. If you're. The Pacers, who would you rather give up? Turner or Sabonis? Sabonis. Sabonis. You'd rather give up Sabonis? Dude, Turner Sabonis. is very valuable in the, in today's league, I think. I, I agree we're with We're talking Michael. about center. Yeah, we're talking about center who can defend and shoot and stretch the floor. like. But I think they're going to get much better offers for Turner for obvious reasons. Yeah. And he's a little bit younger, I'm pretty sure. Not, not to say Sabonis is old. I think they're both like under 25 they're around the same age yeah but yeah. but yeah you're right like a, a big that can defend playing the you know playing the post and stretch the floor i i will say though i have to say turner there was a thing about turner that came out this week and he was talking about oh he's not really happy in that's Indiana. the other thing so they might yeah they might force his hand uh, he might force that. their hand and be but like he said, he said he's not happy with what his role He's not happy with his role. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, so I like, trade Sabonis, and then he's like kind of the man, you know, with Chris Duarte and uh, Brogdon, I guess, and then whoever they get yeah. in the trade pieces plus TJ Warren. Like this team's very mid, but I mean, they could turn it around. I I, I don't know. It'll be kind of interesting. To me, the Pacers right now they remind me of Miami from like a few years ago. You know, because Miami is another one of those franchises that never tanks. They're always trying to retool and, and get mm-hmm. better. They just need that one guy to come to Indiana. And it's hard to get guys to go to Indiana, like, all in. It's not hard to but get I people feel like, to go to Miami, though. Yeah, Miami. Like, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, it's that's what's different is, yeah. is Miami, you know, getting Jimmy Butler down there was a lot easier of a task. Mm-hmm. but Especially after his Philly situation. He, he was yeah, he wanted out. out. He wanted out and anyway. I think, but I think if they did get someone to Indiana, could be interesting. I think I think there could be like a decent, like a pretty decent team. And they still got Rick Carcel coaching, who, you know, he's a very good coach. So, But now we're going to head into talking about our teams for today. So we have three teams we're going to talk about. Noah, who is our first team? Oh, so first team we're going to talk about um, is the Sacramento Kings. Sorry to all Sacramento fans. I This has been kind of rough. It's been tough. Yeah. Um, right now they're currently sitting 10th in the West. Um, they're, oh, freak, what's the record? They're 11 and 15. Yeah, that's right. 11 and 15 right now. Um, and they just fired Luke Walton. What's, what I like about – the reason I'm excited to talk the, talk about them right now is because I think they're one of the big teams that could go for um, a trade with the Pacers. 
I think they'll go after Sabonis, personally. They don't need a Levert because look at the Kings guards that they have. You know, they got Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, um, oh, frick, Davion Mitchell as, like, that short Mitchell guy that they draft. They're kind of loaded. Yeah, yeah. so so they don't, they don't need any more guards, but they could use wings like TJ Warren, but they haven't really said TJ Warren's, you know, open for trades. I'm not sure if he can get traded yet. Yeah. That might be it. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll definitely go for Sabonis over Turner, though, because they already have Rashawn Holmes, who... Rashawn Holmes kind of is like a worse version of uh, Turner, but then they also have Bagley. So, like, I think they need a big a big man like Sabonis, or, like, he would be more useful for them. Um, and, you know, some potential trade pieces they could do would be, like, a Davion Mitchell, uh, pair him up with some draft picks. Um, I was listening to a podcast about you know, this specific thing. Um, and they said, like, remember the Wendell Carter versus, uh, and Vucevic trade? Mm-hmm. It was Wendell Carter and two first-round picks for Vucevic. Now, Wendell Carter, when he was on the Bulls, wasn't playing amazing. And would you say he had more or less value than Damian Mitchell does right now? I'd say probably less. Probably less. Yeah. And so, pair... And then, and then Vucevic and Sabonis, right? Sabonis might be, like, I'd say they're pretty even in, like, trade value as of right now, like, when they were traded, right? Um, yeah. And so so a potential Davion Mitchell and a couple first could get them a Sabonis. Um, yeah. unless, unless they want to retool, and then you might have to do, like, a Buddy Heald and a first or something like that. But you see what I'm saying? So like there, they have some options, uh, to get some bonus. And then, um, since they fired Luke Walton, I'm excited to see what Alvin Gentry does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully Darren Fox can, you know, kind of be let out of his cage a little bit, but I feel like if they do make moves, it might be during the off season. Honestly, I think yeah. they probably want to get a new permanent coach in there whether it's gentry or not because it could be i mean he's he's been a head but coach before i just feel like they have to but. make a move this year i don't know that maybe based on what i've heard too kings fans really want that i mean i mean the kings have been bad for a while you know <laughs> like <laughs> so i don't know they, they knew they want to make the playoffs bro yeah it's been what like 16 years yeah like they're still the longest drought but yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, it'd be cool if they could make a move this year, but I don't know if I see it, honestly. I, I feel like they're going to stay pat, and I think they're going to, like, you're right. They can make a lot of moves. I think they're just going to wait for the offseason to do it, and they might miss out on the Pacers, guys, but, you know, I, I don't know. It is what it is. I think they're I think they're a little more hesitant to give up, like, first-round picks because if you think about the Bulls last year, I mean, they weren't in the playoffs or anything. See, but it, it felt like they were on the up, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, it felt like they were a little more on the rise. And, you know, they they had their coach in place, mm-hmm. things like that. So, I don't know. I feel like it's slightly different. I, but I think I think that's another reason why they would do it. And, Daylin, you can – I'll let you, you know, have a second after this. But I think that, like, they they don't care about their draft picks as of right now. For two reasons. One, they always miss on their draft picks. <laughs> okay, like let's not let's not lie. 
Like, the ones that they hit on, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and we'll see about <coughs> Davion Mitchell. Like, recently they've done well, but that's very recently. They're no- Well, because they got a new front office. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They're notoriously bad with draft picks. Second reason why they might hit is because they don't want to be a lottery team any longer. You throw in a couple picks for Sabonis, I think, and, and maybe not like this year's picks, right? This year or next year picks because, yeah, they there's still a chance. But you have such young stars that you don't want to still be in the lottery in a couple years, and you're willing to bet on that and trade for a, like a Sabonis-type player, like a you know an all-star, okay. because you do that, and then you have your young all-stars like the Foxes, the Halliburtons, right? You're you you hope that you're not a lottery team anymore, and that's why I yeah, think like they'd yeah. be willing to trade a twenty twenty three or like a twenty twenty four pick first rounder because they don't they they hope that by then they're not you know a lottery yeah. team because that's not the direction they're they're trying to go right they're trying to get playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. Like to help make that push, I guess. But I, I yeah, can see I, would... I can see them waiting to the off season. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I can I think. They want to maximize the value of their young stars while they still can. Uh, I think, and uh, the city of Sacramento is like, they've been through enough. They yeah. need to turn things around, bro. They <laughs> isn't pretty bad. So I think I can kind of see, I don't know. I feel like they, they could go both ways with it. I feel like maybe even they're kind of just feeling it out to see which way they want to go. I don't think they're going to decide now if they want to trade at the deadline or if they want to wait till the offseason. I think they're just going to see how things are and then, if an opportunity presents itself, I'm sure they'll take it. But if no opportunity presents itself, I'm sure like no good, valuable opportunity pres- comes their way yeah. during that time. I feel like they're just gonna they're not gonna sell out for just just to make a move that's, for just I for think, the sake of making a yeah, move. That's fair. They're gonna go window shopping. Yeah, they'll yeah, go window that's shopping. Fair. They'll go window shopping. They're not they're not going to any stores and being like, hey, how much does this cost? But they're like, you know, hey, let's yeah. see what's what's. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. I, I will say just to wrap up, and then we'll we'll move on to our next team. Um, I I understand why they wouldn't want to make a move. Like, there's there's like no reason for them to just you know like they're not in a win now mode, to where they need to pull the trigger on Sabonis. You know by the trade deadline. But they have a lot of pieces to where they could. I feel like and yeah. And so it's like if if like how often are you gonna be able to trade for a starter, or an all star? Is what I meant to say. Like. Like Sabonis, right? Someone that's gonna benefit your team. I don't know. I don't think yeah. that they have many options in the off season that will, you know, really help them like Sabonis would. But let's uh, let's move on to our next team. Let's blaze through the Blazers. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we already talked about the Blazers a little bit, but I I did want to add some more on top of them. So right now. It's the same story with the Blazers. Their defense, bro. Yeah. Their defense. They right now they're ranking twenty eight out of thirtieth, and it's just it's not looking good. And that's usually the big reason why you know people don't really take them as seriously. But the other issue they're having this year is Damian Lillard. He's been hurt. He's been having ab issues, and he's missed six out of twenty six games, which isn't terrible, but still, you know, that's a chunk. But the problem is the games he has played in has not looked too good by Dame standards. So all you know, only shooting thirty percent from three is not great, and I don't know. Like I, I think part of the problem with Dame, I don't think it's motivation. We just talked about he doesn't want to leave Portland, yeah. you know. So he's he's all in. 
I, I really think it's adjusting to a new coach. And I think it's I think he's just dealing with lingering injuries. And you know what? He was he was, you know, due for a down year, I think. And this might be it, which it's not really a huge problem. I know a lot of people are saying he's thirty one, mm-hmm. which you know, it's it's the wrong side of thirty, I get he's it. It's not regressing but, though. Yeah, I feel like it's too early to say, Oh, Dame is done because his his game doesn't really rely on athleticism that much. You know what I mean? I hate I hate to compare him to Steph because they're not even the same league, right? Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> listen, that that's fact. All right, yeah. that's all I'm saying. But and, but in terms of like in terms of what they both do for for their respective teams, Dame is not like old. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he can still. I think he can play pretty well to his thirties and play pretty well. So. Yeah. If you know if you're a Trailblazer fan and you're worried about him right now, honestly, I I don't think you have to worry too much. I think he's just having an off year, and you know I think things will straighten out a little bit once there's a little more consistency. Speaking of consistency, CJ McCollum's been very very good this yeah. year. I think very consistent. We already talked about potential trade, which I think if I'm the Blazers, I would do it just because like Damon CJ. Very good players, good duo, but they're not taking you anywhere. And, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Their their number one concern is defense. And Simmons, yeah. Simmons is he's Simmons is he's there? nothing Simmons but a positive defender. Yeah. So so there's that. And then real quick, I wanted to touch on Chauncey Billups. So apparently, a lot of the players do like Billups, and they've been saying he's been doing a good job. Which is, I feel like he kind of got a lot of heat. When he when the hire happened, and I think a lot of it was because of you know previous allegations against him, not really him as a potential coach. I think a lot of people were upset too because they're like, "Oh, we're wasting Dame's prime with you know first time coach." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if people really like that, but you know, Dame signed off on him. Dame wanted him. Yeah. it's actually funny. Dame wanted him or Jason Kidd, which is really interesting I'm to glad think about. He picked I think. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if they if he picked Billups. I well, think uh, the rumor was he picked Kid. I, I'm, I'm glad yeah. they. I'm, they couldn't I'm glad get they him. got Billups. Is what I'm. Is yeah, what I meant yeah. to say. This, this is kind of interesting, little off topic, but I feel like the media and fans see coaches way differently than than players do. Yeah. Because if you ask anyone that Kid has coached for, Jason Kid, so anyone on the Bucks, the Lakers, these past few years, and now the Mavs, they love him. Like LeBron says, oh, yeah, Jason Kidd is an awesome coach. Giannis says, yeah, he was a great coach. And Dame says he's a great coach. So I, I do think the players definitely see these guys a little differently than, than we do, for mm-hmm. sure. Even if, you know, we'll see Jason Kidd pour water on the court, you know, stuff like that. And be like, yeah, that's Hey, that, that was kind of awesome, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, that, that's, You're talking about the, uh, when he... When he's or when, when he was like hit me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Brooklyn, was Brooklyn, yeah, he's on yeah, that was he's when like, he was like, yeah, he's like yeah. hit me, hit me, and then he dumps his water so that they could call it like <laughs> they have that timeout. They, they could get like a timeout, bro. Genius. That's that's no, that's a vet. Yeah, that, that's right like high IQ, high IQ. <laughs> but you know, regardless of that, I think I think these players have a lot more respect for these coaches yeah. than you yeah. know fans and media. I think it has to do more with like personal. Obviously, like I don't hang out with. Jason Kidd. Like, I mean, yeah, it it has to do with personal interaction. You know, you have a boss. Sometimes you have a boss. If you even just work in a normal job, you have a boss that you like, but you might not be a great boss. But yeah, but, but people will. Just, most people from the outside will only just kind of see. 
and not saying that it's, he's not a good coach or anything. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that like the personal connections that you have with your players means it's a lot. different. Yeah, and it means sometimes you players. need a locker room guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I will say about Billups. Back to the Blazers. I'll say about Billups. Apparently, a lot of people have really been liking his schemes. But the problem is Billups has good defensive schemes, but it's hard to get the players Blazers to play defense. Yeah. And you know why? It's because they're not used to it, bro. Like they've they, been the worst defense they, in the league for for a long time. Well, not and the worst, I, but I one think, of the worst. But like the worst yeah. of a good caliber team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I think it's just hard. Like I don't exactly blame the players. It's hard to adjust to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like going going from not really playing good defense to having to to play defense mm-hmm. and still like run a kind of a high octane offense like they do, it just it doesn't work. It doesn't they, work. They have to. They also have something. like notoriously bad defenders on their team. That too. It's not like their it's not like their personnel's great either. So yeah. like I'll I'll give that as well. But Billups did say, and this was a quote from him. He said, "I've never seen a team that needs its bench to inspire our starters." Which is kind of a big thing oh. because it kind of shows the starters don't really have that energy yeah. that he's looking for. Maybe he shouldn't have come out and said that, but you know, I think I forgot who it was. I think it was Dame who said, "Yeah, he has a he's, point." He's kind of a smart like player, or like a smart. Yeah, he's just like a smart player, and so I think like maybe Phillips did that to kind of spark his starters, you know, kind of spur him a little. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, like so, that, that happens, you know, know, like like if someone, if if like Coach Lopez said that. Our high school yeah. basketball coach said that to the stars. Like the stars are gonna take that personally. But what are you guys gonna like? Yeah, the stars aren't gonna get pissed and be mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, we're not gonna play." Right? Yeah, like it's it's That's like, like yeah. oh, I don't need them to to give me motivation and like you know it makes them try a little bit harder. But we'll see. Exactly. We, we should uh we should move on yeah, let's to the move Sixers on. though. You guys got anything? I, I'm good. You guys got mm-hmm. anything about the Blazers left? We talked about them a lot. I think we talked about. A lot I wish we had Alex today. He would have been good to talk about the Blazers because yeah. he loves them and he yeah. loves the game. But you know. Sorry. All right, so now we're going to move on to Dalen with our last team of the day. All right. Dalen, go ahead. So last team of the day, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. We already kind of talked about them earlier in regards to the Simmons and possible trade situations. So right now, the uh, 76ers are 14-12. and 12. They're the seventh seed in the East. Since we already talked about the trades, I'm not going to talk about trades. I'm just going to – the only thing I'm going to talk about in that regard is that um, they're currently the seventh seed – and I feel like they can really only get better because they have great pieces. They have Joel Embiid, who's obviously a monster. He's been super hot lately. He was the honorable mention for BSPW. They've gone 3-1 and one the last week. Um, but uh, I think um, they can only benefit from the trade for Simmons because Simmons isn't playing right now. So it's not like they're taking a piece of a player who's like already on the, in the rotation and then trading that for a new player and then seeing how that he works in the new rotation. They're they're only gaining a player, yeah. So or or pieces I or whatever. I think as well yeah. is like the one issue I see with the Sixers right now is they're trying to make that big splash. Like mm-hmm. like they're trying to go for well, it's it's silly because because they saw the value of Simmons a while ago when they could have traded him for James Harden. If you guys remember that, yeah. Do, do you guys remember yeah. that? Which, okay, I will say it's not 100% certain that, because apparently the rumor was they wanted Harden, but the Rockets, like, didn't want to give him. Or or the other, the other way thing around. was that the Sixers weren't willing to match 
Hmm. They weren't willing to match Brooklyn's offer because Brooklyn gave up like four first rounders, and well, they didn't give up Oladipo, but you know they they essentially got mm-hmm. Oladipo from the trade. Which, but by the way, that was a bad trade. That was for Houston. For Houston that was terrible. Well, it wasn't. It, it ended up being pretty bad for Houston, but I mean, eh. I mean, four. Sorry, sorry, Dylan, but four four first rounders is I'm good. Sure. But when you consider what other teams have gotten for their stars, look at look at AD, right? That was yeah. three first rounders, and they got Brandon stars. Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, Josh Hart, and then you know the Clippers when they got Paul George, they gave up four first rounders, and they gave up Shy. Like that's really good for the Thunder. But the the Rockets, they just got Oladipo, and then they <laughs> traded him to Miami for nothing. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, okay, okay, but back, okay, back to the Sixers. Go ahead. What I was so, gonna say is, I had to ram. They're, they're trying to make yeah. they're trying to make a big splash because they saw <laughs> the value of Simmons, you know, when he was doing well, and now that he's requested a trade, like doesn't want to play there anymore. His value has gone down a little bit, especially after last year's playoffs. So you know, teams aren't obviously aren't offering, you know, the James Harden type players, and I think that they're waiting too long for something like that when. You know, like we already mentioned, a CJ McCollum type player yeah. could be their splash. A CJ McCollum type player could take them from where they're at at the seventh seed up to a top three seed, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that they're. Um, I think the Sixers are gonna like get like this big piece, and they're gonna become the like the top three seed. Like I, I'm just saying because they're the, they're in the play in right now. Like I, I don't foresee them being in the play in. Like if they can get a good. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna trade. they're gonna be a solid. I think I think they're better player. than they are last. I think they're better this year than they were last year. If they add, you know, a McCollum to their team, yeah, because yeah. No, okay, because yeah, like yeah. you know, McCollum's a good defender, but much better shooter than Simmons. Like he can have the ball laid in his hand. Like so, like adding a small piece like that is gonna make them a lot better than they were last year because their players have had a lot of growth. You know, Embiid's doing really well. You know, Seth Curry's amazing. All this stuff, right? So, I think that they, you know, you said that you don't think that they will be a top three seed, but I think, you know, adding someone to their team will make them a top three seed in the East. You think they'll be a top three seed in, like, like Brooklyn, Milwaukee, them? Probably. You, I mean, you think I could they'll do better? Or, or, I could see them going on a tear. Or, I mean... It is dare I say it? A, dare I say it? But yeah, no Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn? it's gonna be like four or five. Maybe I, no Brooklyn. I don't know. Yeah, I mean maybe because I mean they they need to play KD like, like thirty five so minutes a game. I don't know if that's sustainable. But I mean, at the, so. but I mean, he, I feel like he can finish off the season. I mean, maybe he won't like. No, they're they're they gonna rest him going. They're gonna rest three. him going into playoffs, bro. You better believe. I it. think they're they're gonna yeah they might rest him going into playoffs. But I feel like. They're gonna be somewhere in, in that, that top, top three. three. Yeah, that's, they, fair. They just that's need, fair. But but what I'm if saying, if Harden is healthy, they, they, they can contend. They can contend for a top three seed because the third seed would be what, like Miami, the Bulls, or them. Really, here's the thing too: is like I feel like they can get a good piece and they can contend for the top three seed, but they gotta wait until the trade deadline, which is or wait until they get a trade for however long that might take. Get the player and then acclimate him to the system. Yeah, that's then, true. You know that that's not a ton of time. So I mean, do you? I feel like if they can they can keep up a pace yeah. at this like time and then get the player and then get them and then boost up to like a four or five. All seven. right, last question. Unless you guys still have more that you want to add, but my last question is: Do you 
for sure trade Simmons at the deadline? Or do you maybe hold him and wait until... Because, yeah, do you, do you for sure trade him? Or do you wait if you don't get an offer that you like and keep him for the rest of the season? Maybe, you know, try to get him to play and then trade him in the offseason? Or, like, what, what do you do if there's, like, nothing that's really... I'll take this one first. Like, if there's nothing really... I'll go first. If there's nothing really, like, piquing your attention at the trade deadline, do you still pull the trigger anyways, or what do you do? Okay, so here's how I see it. I don't think Simmons plays for Philadelphia. Like, I just think that's, like, I don't think it's going to happen. So, to answer that question, like, off the bat, like, I don't think there's any situation where Simmons will play for Philadelphia. I think... So do you trade I him at the, the deadline or do you trade him in the offseason if you don't see anything I'm, you I'm, like? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think the Phil- the 76ers are getting a little antsy because they are waiting for a while. So I feel like they probably... I, I, if there's a difference between what I think they will do and what I would do. I would probably keep them. If I if I don't see a good, solid offer... And like, to me, a good, solid offer is like a McCollum-level player. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to get like a superstar out of the trade. But if they get anything below that, I think they should just keep them. And then just wait till the offseason to trade them. But if they get a McCollum or anything, I think they're just going to... I feel like they will pull the trigger. Even though that's low to them, I, um, I feel like it's something that they'll end up doing because mm-hmm. they are kind of antsy. How long do you hold them then for if you don't pull the trigger at the off... in the in the deadline? I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a matter of Philadelphia holding him. I think it's a matter of Ben Simmons. He's just straight up won't play. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, how long do you hold on to him before you like, you know, just like settle for an offer? Because you can't just. I feel like you hold. I think if if you don't get an offer by this the off season, then you just settle. I think. Okay. I think you probably just off season as well. It's like you hold him, and then if there's nothing by like like right before the start of next season, you just settle. Yeah, I mean, it's bad to say it, but like probably, yeah. I mean, hopefully it doesn't come to that. I don't think it will. I don't think I don't think it will come to that. But yeah, if that's the situation, that's the situation. Michael, yeah, what do you? That will work. Yeah, that's think. Will For me, I'm leaning towards a midseason trade, but it depends on a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. It, if the Sixers aren't doing too well by the middle of the season, I don't think it's worth being desperate and trading him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it also depends. Okay, how's Embiid feeling? Because you want to keep him happy. It depends on you know what. What other team situations are? Is there anyone at the midseason trade deadline desperate for Ben Simmons? Are they willing to give you a big offer for him? Or are they going to be able to wait for the offseason? You know, so I think it just depends on a lot of factors. I think if the if the Sixers are playing really well without Simmons, I think you I think you hold them, right? To to really try to maximize that value. But if they're not playing well, actually no, other way around. If they are playing well, I think it's worth giving him up midseason. But if not, it's really not worth trying to salvage it for to mm-hmm. be desperate because other teams are going to know you're desperate and other teams are going to want, you know, they're going to want to take advantage pretty much and get Simmons for very cheap. So in that case, I think you hold them to the offseason and kind of gauge interest then. So I, I lean towards a midseason trade. I think the Sixers are going to be good. Keep in mind, they were missing Embiid for like 10 days or something yeah. like that because of COVID. And, and, they, yeah. and so they were still winning They're 14 games. and 11, but I think they could be better. No, yeah, you're, you're yeah, 100% yeah. right. It's because Tyrese Maxey's been playing really well. Um, Seth Curry, you know, been balling out. Tobias Harris, you know, they, they've been doing really well without Embiid. Yeah. Um, obviously much better with him, but yeah. Well, that, that was all I had for Sixers. What did you guys... Yeah, I think I'm good. I think 
don't know. Simmons is 100% gone. It just now it's, it's just a matter of when. Yeah, Simmons is not <laughs> sure. yeah. negotiable. Like, you, know. you got anything else? That's all I got for the 76ers. I feel like we've hit a, a lot of points with them. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. All right, cool. Well, we're going to transition now. Noah's got some trivia for us, and I'm a little nervous. Can't I? I'm very I, nervous. I got, I got <laughs> some easy, medium, hard, impossible, and then you're never going to get in a million years. Okay. And we That's we can just we can just go how, for however. Is it multiple choice? No. And we can we no. can just go for however long <laughs> we want. Okay. So um, I just started a new timer, so I can see you know how long we're spending on on trivia. But all right, first one easy. If you don't get this, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotta be kicked off, dude. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> all right. Get it wrong. All right. Yeah. Me too. Dalen, you answer first. Why do I answer okay. first? Who has the most MB- MVPs, regular season MVPs in NBA history? Regular season MVPs? Yeah, and if you... Kareem, right? Michael? Oh, I actually don't know. And, Kareem, and if, and if you sure. if you say how many he has, you get an extra point. You guys are going head-to-head. Cinco. Five by oh, Kareem. Oh, has five. Well, sure but five Jordan Kareem. has five, though. So he doesn't have the... If Kareem has five, then... Oh, well then... This, this is, this is a personal both. thing. Okay. No collaborations. Come on, Michael. You get three seconds. Three, okay. two, one. Will. No, Bill Russell. <laughs> All right. I don't know. No, actually, that doesn't make sense if it's Bill it, Russell. It's yeah. Kareem. With, I actually Kareem don't know. was six. Oh, so oh cool. okay. So well, you got the point, though. You got the, the point. I'll get the point. Okay, final so. Point. You don't get so the yeah, you don't get the bonus point. point. All right. Um, second question. Name the leader in each major statistical category this season. This season. Uh, so we'll start with points. Who's leading the league in points? Steph. I'm gonna go Steph. Wrong. Durant. KD. Oh, oh I was gonna say oh, okay. KD. Wait, wait. Steph leads in points per game. Yeah, points per game. Or no, 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 okay. no, no. no, no. So Durant. Are these, are these all... This is this is per game, per game. Per game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so Durant leads per. Yes, game. Durant leads per game. Oh, okay. I honestly, I thought it was Steph. Okay. I thought it was Steph. Um. Good all right. Me. Rebounds per game. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys don't pay attention, dude. I can name all this stuff off the top of my head, bro. Because you looked it up. No, no, Cause no. Because you're, you're a stat head. I, so I, you're a nerd. I, I literally <laughs> like. I'll pay attention to this stuff way too much. My bro sit on stat news all day, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I'm gonna if I'm just gonna guess, and I'll say Gobert. Okay, that's a good guess. I'm I'm gonna guess. Um, no, that's a dumb guess. Actually. I'm gonna <laughs> I was I was gonna guess Bam, but he hasn't been no, playing. No, Bam is yeah, not games. a good guess. Um, three, two, I one. I was gonna guess Gobert too, but I'm <laughs> just, just gonna Gobert. say Draymond. I don't want to guess the same. It was it was Gobert. I'll give you both points. Like, I'll give you both go. points. I I just didn't want to be boring. Yeah, and no, say no. You, you both get points. All right, Bro. leader league leader in assists per game. It's Chris Paul. Alright, you know he's a Suns fan, it's not fair, bro. <laughs> Alright, uh, you, you, you both get points. <laughs> what the heck? You didn't even <laughs> say it. You didn't even say it. <laughs> no, no, give him the point. Alright, alright. Uh, league, league leader in steals for a game. Chris, no, not Chris Paul. Chris Paul's not leading. Uh, Caruso, right? It's Chris, yeah. No, it's Lonzo. No, that's, no. That was Alright, Mike, Michael Lonzo? gets a point. Is it well, Caruso? It was Caruso. I saw something just just out of uh, just something I saw is that uh, Lonzo currently leads 
in NBA history, the most blocks per game by any point guard in NBA history really? so far. That's crazy, that's awesome. bro. Look, I've been saying, dude, Lonzo's a defender, yeah, bro. Yeah, he is. Ever since um, day one. All right, and then league leader in blocks per game. If you don't get this, I'll be sad. League leader in blocks per game? Uh, I talk about cool. this boy all the time. For his blocking, specifically. Bro, I... No, my dark, my dark. Yeah, Wait, who, who are we gonna my say? My dark horse no. for for uh, defense player of the year. Gosh, who did he Dude, say? I want to listen to you, player? Noah. That's fair. <laughs> I remember. All right. What did he say? My pick for defensive player of the year was AD. I'm just gonna give it. Was it? Is it Giannis? So I'm trying to think of like who Noah. Giannis it was Miles Turner. Oh, it's really Miles yeah. Turner. Dang. We don't talk about Miles Turner. That He's much. averaging yeah. almost three. That's pretty. You know what? Now that I think about it, I've been hearing about him a lot. Yeah, about his blocking. Yeah, because I think it was Noah the other day who was like, "Yeah, he's blo- he's averaging like two point seven blocks a yeah. game or whatever." No, literally. I think that was I, Noah. I, I, I say that all the time, dude, because he's averaging like three blocks a game, bro. That's insane. That's nutty. <laughs> that that's yeah. That's that's un- all right. All right. All right. Like let's let's finish off. I have <laughs> that was you. <laughs> all right. That was <laughs> yeah. I'm like the five foot seven year olds. Hey, that's still a block. A block is a block. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, coach with the most titles. Coach Phil Phil Jackson. Jackson. No, uh, uh, Red Arbaugh. All right, how many? Oh, wait, wait, titles as a coach or titles to, all together? As a coach. Red Arbaugh. How many? He has... He's got 11 with Bill Russell. I'm going to say... Well, Phil Jackson has 11. Well, so he has to have more, so I'm going to say 13. Okay, okay. Michael, how many... You're going Phil Jackson, 11? Yeah, Phil Jackson got 11. All right. It's Phil Jackson with 11. Let's go. Let's go. It's because it's... Wait, how many, how many does Red How many Red does Red Arbaugh? Because he has he is, 11... He has 8. Oh, no, because Bill Russell was a player coach. I forgot about that. Yeah, it... Was he? He was. He was Actually, early on. Or maybe it was later on. But, yeah, I think that coach you're saying only has, like, 8 or something I saw. So... He has 8. Oh, oh man, that's respectable. All right, and then I should have, I should have knew. These Phil last, Jackson. I said Phil Jackson. And I switched yeah, yeah. <laughs> these <laughs> last two, you're never gonna get, but I think they're fun. If you get them, you get five points, so you just win. Okay, okay. sweet. All right, lowest, lowest seed and team to win the NBA championship. Houston Rockets six seed. It was like the 90, 95, 94, 95 Rockets. That's what we're talking about. And they were the 60. Get some. All right, you got five points. That's what we like to well, see. Let's go, oh, hey, dude. Wait, how do you know Easy. That, You know what? All right, I'll, I'll legit tell you the reason man. why I know that. All right, it's because. Because <laughs> last year, when the Lakers were the seventh seed, they were like, "Oh, that if they win the finals, they're gonna be the lowest seed ever." Because the Rockets were six, Got it. and if the Lakers win, they're seven. Yeah, no, Michael, you you got the team, got the team, the seed, and the year. So that's that's awesome. Yes, sir. And no fifth seed has ever won, which is kind of kind of interesting. That is interesting. But, Do you know the lowest seed to ever make the NBA championship? It was an eight seed. T- wasn't it the Knicks? Yep. It was the Knicks in like ninety nine, yep, right? Yep. Against the Spurs. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let's go. Dude. Another five points. Hey, that's all. Awesome. <laughs> all right, all right. This last one, I don't think you'll get. You don't know who who has the most blocks, but you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know my history. All right, all right, all right. History. This is history. Right. This is history. Who has the most assists in a game, and how many? Oh, it's Rajon Rondo with like twenty nine. Wait, really, Rondo? Wasn't it, wasn't it Rondo with like twenty nine or twenty six or something? 
I feel like I feel like we would have heard about that more. It was with the when he was on the Pelicans. I feel like or the Kings or the no the Pel. I mean he was on the Kings. I'm sorry, Pelicans. So Rondo has the most in a quarter. Okay. Oh, well, maybe that was what it was. Is it? <laughs> is it? Um, is it Stockton? Nah. Yeah, is it your boy is John Stockton? Boy? No, no. I would, I would never do a stat for him. Is it your Utah God? <laughs> okay, no, you guys probably Man. haven't even heard this name. Scott Skiles with 30. Scott yeah, Skiles. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to know yeah. that one. <laughs> his parents set him up for failure with that name. All right. It's basically the same name for both. Maybe maybe if we were over like 40 years old. But no. I'm going to do one more <laughs> just so we can all end on a win. Okay. All right. All right. But you don't say it right away. You got to like count to three and then both say it together. Okay. 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 All right. What is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's birth name? Oh, you got it? Yeah. Three, two, two one. one. Lou Cinder. All right, easy. easy dubs, boys. W in the chat. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, that wraps up the Ball Squad podcast today. Thank you for all for tuning in. You know, give your best wishes to Alex. We miss him every day here, and his absurd takes. But you know, make sure to follow us at Ball Squad Podcast for updates, and we'll see you all next week. See you guys. Peace out. Easy.